to the Midnight Exchange. I'm Zachary. And I'm Mario. And we're your hosts here. Uh, so this is the first episode. It's kind of just going to be an introduction to talk a little bit about what it is and, uh, you know, what to expect listening into the uh, the Midnight Exchange here. So mm-hmm. we're pretty much just going to be talking about whatever topics, you know, come to our mind uh, and in that whatever interests us. Yeah, this is going to be um, a podcast about pretty much anything that interests us, current events, business related development could be interviews, could be anything, whatever, wherever the conversation leads, it's meant to be fluid, improvised, but structured in a way that keeps you engaged. Yeah. And and, I mean, it's somewhat laid back, but I mean, I think that's the whole, that's the whole point of it. We don't want to be too strict on, you know, we have to follow this. We have to follow that. We just want to be able to have like a natural conversation Mm -hmm. and capture that and, and be able to share that and, that's what I mean. That's what the Midnight Exchange is. Right now, we're we're currently working on getting the website up, getting that going. It's designed, uh, but um, yeah, yeah, and it's ongoing. First episode, so mm-hmm. yeah, a lot more to come. Just seeing where it goes and taking it week by week. I think the goal is to. Well, we know the goal is, it's not what we think. It's it's to put out a week of content every week, an episode of content every week. Every Sunday, we're going to record and edit to release on Wednesday and yeah. um, pretty much cap the week before and see where it goes. It could be that some episodes have a specific subject. Some episodes could be something that happened to us. Um, we're obviously going to talk about stuff that's going on in our lives, whether professionally um, also Zach's, um, personal life and not my personal life, but we're going to dive into Zach's personal oh, life. We're going to dive into my personal life. Yeah, yeah. like, no, I don't talk about my personal life. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought we were going to do a Freud psychoanalysis hour with you. Oh, no, but that, oh, my that. bad. That's, that's the other show, the midnight, um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know. I know. We're yeah, going yeah, with yeah, that. yeah. It's yeah. a little inside joke there. We'll, that's, we'll, that's we'll the, leave out. Well, no, Maybe. it's not. I mean, it's an inside joke, but. Well, let me not go there. Let me, let me go. There. <laughs> we have an after-hour show coming out. It's called the Post Midnight Exchange. Yeah, there you go. Or as yeah. your girlfriend will call it. <laughs> nah, nah, I won't say it. I won't <laughs> say it. <laughs> no, no, it, it's all good. Uh, that, that that'll be the exclusive podcast later on down the road once we once we get things rolling. That's and, for uh, our Patreon members. I'm just kidding. We already have no. No, kidding. there's no there's no Patreon. That's that's crap. Uh, that, that's another thing though. I don't really think either of us want to or plan to have advertisements on this channel. At least not in the beginning. I mean, this may be something that comes on uh, later on down the road. Uh, but again, that that kind of just depends on where this goes. I think. I don't know, man. I'm all about the Benjamins, dude. So, well, so am I, but I mean, I'd rather, nah, I'm just rather not worry about that right now. Unless so. we can sell like OxyClean. Actually, that's really dark. <laughs> Why did I go there? Damn it. Um, no, no, I'm no. I have but... to cut all this out, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Billy? Um, oh, God. Guy who died. I, Billy. I, I know who you're talking about. I, I can't remember. Let me, let me see if I can... Uh, 
Billy, uh, Billy Young. Billy Mays. <laughs> Billy Mays. Oh, there God. Go. What did he die of? Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, wait, here. Here we go. Cocaine overdose? Uh, he was hit. Hold on. Wait, no. I don't know. I'm trying to look it up right now. They never found out? How did Billy Mays... Billy... Is he dead? Or did I kill him and he's not dead? No, he's dead. Uh, uh, hyper, hypertensive, hypertensive heart disease. Yeah. There you go. There what was there mean? was like a there was a Google suggested search that said how did Billy Mays die? Uh, it was like cocaine oh, a factor there's, there's in a Billy Mays' death. Cocaine a factor in Billy Mays' death. Yeah. All right. Well, it's just took a dark turn. My bad. Yeah, I know. We won't. We'll, we won't go there. Let's let's bounce back. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, guys, welcome. This is the third po- first podcast. Uh, we're just gonna, you know, figure things out. Yeah. Uh, like I was talking about a little earlier, uh, we've been working on our website, getting that up and running. So we have the design done for that, and I actually just spent a few hours last night and and uh, built all the code for the website so that is up on a temporary link right now i just sent that to you if you want to take a quick look at that okay i am clicking the link oof it's terrible yo this is dope man this is dope (laughs) awesome oh my gosh this is great i love the stars the green is is what gets me man I, i love that brings in the other aspects of uh art that we we work with all the time. We work with cinematography. I mean, it's just the aesthetic. I really can't even put That's my you. finger. I can't put my finger on what, why that kind of aesthetic appeals to me, but it does. I don't know. It, it, it really appeals to me too, which is kind of odd. Cause this is, I typically don't like heavily themed, heavily stylized content, but this just feels right. It's, you know, it's definitely at least us right now, I, but I don't. I don't picture this this type of taste changing. This will be something that I always appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something. It's just nice. I love these highlights on the icons you did here. I'm sure we're gonna have this link on the on the bio and the description of this podcast and on our all of our social media. Yeah, accounts. when this and when we'll this we'll, live, we'll blast be this because we know the lines are out the door to look at this website. So. It's, it's probably it's like a whole like one person ready to look at it right now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I don't look. think anyone else knows about this right now. <laughs> hey man, it starts with one. The, the logo is dope. Credit to Zach on that. You yeah, did you update you. the E? You updated that E. That E was not like that before. No, I didn't update it. It's the same E. The same E. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? I what do you think I changed? Out of curiosity. Uh, I thought it was. Um, everything separated i thought all lines were separated no i kept that one there i don't really know why i kept that one there it just felt like it needed it because i shift oh you know why it was because if you look at the e and the logo that center bar i shifted shifted the whole thing to the left so it just kind of it fit there perfectly i was like all right oh so like that it was it was all separated before initially at, at the very very beginning something i like about this logo a lot is the all right so now I'm playing around with the idea of the, I love all the lines separated. 
because if you really just look at it in a glance, it looks like nothing. But then you have to, when you like actually look at it, it's ME, which is, it sounds really simple to just think about it like that. But mm-hmm. if all the lines are separated, it's almost kind of like such a OP display of negative space being used to, <laughs> to create something is, I just think yeah. it's really cool. Um, I mean, we can always give it a try and, and, and pull that piece off. I mean, see I, what it looks like. I love it as is right now. I'm just saying like, I really love the four, like those th- first three or four, like the four lines. Cause I consider that line of the E uh, an additional line. Yeah. I just find that cool. I've never seen that before. We're literally okay. just three lines to create the end. Um, what was I going to tell you? Um, I think it's a good time to tell people what each of us are about, what we like, um, what we work in, what we work towards, um, maybe our vision for, for our work in general, as far as, uh, my company and what you do and what we've worked on together and maybe what we have yeah. planned in the future, maybe not too much because maybe we're writing a check that our mouths are writing a check that are, <laughs> that we haven't cashed yet. <laughs> so we don't Absolutely. I think it's going to, do you want to go first? You want me to go? I'll go first. Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Mario and, um, I have a company. It's, I call hey, it Mario. A, <laughs> hey, Mario. Hey guys, I've been clean for 10 years. All right. No, um, I have a company that I call production agency and it's essentially, we handle all creative services for businesses. And so that can be anything from video production to design, web design, um, copywriting, marketing, social media management, anything. But the main goal really is to just, um, tell the stories of the, companies that I represent and that my company represents and um, do our best job of doing that while at the same time and the midnight exchange is part of this creating content constantly personal content branded content that has nothing to do with my uh, 40 hour which is not a 40 hour work week when you have your business and not in what you do either but um, in my work week I don't consider this part of my work week I consider this using my off time to create content, whether it be long form podcast content or whether it be blog post content that you can find on mbusto.com. And you'll have that link in my bio on my It'll Instagram also be linked to from our website. So don't yeah. forget to check that one out. So you, I try to put a blog post every week or two up there. And um, I just want, I've been staying consistent with content. I have, video projects lined up that I consider passion projects and Zach's a part of that. So we'll get into that and talk about that as the podcast go on. And so it's really a goal of approaching life with a two pronged approach. You know, you have to obviously in the creative field, one of the most important obstacles to get over is to make a living for yourself when you're working in this field. And so one aspect is making a living. The other aspect is working towards making everything that's a passion part of that and making that the full-time focus, even though I always, I really am interested in, in business marketing. And when it comes to the creative marketing aspect of helping businesses out, especially if it's a business you actually believe in, I haven't worked with somebody yet that I haven't believed in what they've done or in their talent or in what they're trying to sell people. 
So mm-hmm. um, that would kind of suck to work with somebody who I don't believe in their product or in their talent. Usually those fall through, actually. Usually all of those that I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. Um, oh, well, you typically price those up a little bit more too. So, so they don't have to I haven't, stuck with I haven't so, been, some, sometimes time is the most valuable thing we have all of us. And, um, you have to make sure that the projects that you take on are progressing you forward to what your vision is and that you can only accomplish your vision through the time that you invest. So, uh, I told you a little bit about my vision and, um, the end of the day it's for me all about telling stories no matter what medium it is and yeah i'm rambling so zach tell us about you that's that's okay all right so i mean that was a very elaborate explanation and definition of of who you are and what you do uh, I probably won't be quite that long but anyway that's, that's not who i am zach don't define uh, don't define we don't know def- it's, we know it. Don't You're define me by, my by work. the things you do, son. <laughs> is, is that what it is? Is that really a thing? Oh, all right, all right, all right. Go ahead. It might be. It might be. A- anyways, uh, I'll, I'm Zachary again, uh, and I'm a hey, design Zach. director at a. Hi, hi guys. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm actually a design director over at a uh, software engineering company, uh, and I mean I spend most of my days, you know, working on intern or tr- attempting to work on internal uh processes and and constantly putting out some fires with projects and making sure that everything stays in line but I mean that that's what I do every day uh, but I also do a lot of uh cinematography well editing I don't I don't shoot shoot much anymore but uh, I do a lot of editing on the side and just like Mario has his own business I have my own uh company and my own work uh mine's actually just in my name uh and we we collaborate on projects every now and then. So we had some good, uh, pretty pretty large, uh, you know, video work where we actually built tutorials for a company, which was pretty fun. That was you brought me in a little late on that one, so that was some crunch time. But uh, I think it came out pretty good in the end. Yeah, that was that was our first, well, our second experience working together. So we yeah. actually we. All right, Zach and I met, I graduated from, from college mm-hmm. and I couldn't find a job in what I wanted to do, which was work in, just work in anything that would have helped me advance a creative skill set in production. Um, and so for months, I looked for work, a couple opportunities dropped, um, including a screenwriting one for a a seminal tribe, a seminal, <laughs> a seminal production company, which I guess I would have had to just been writing Indian content, like seminal Indian I content. I don't know how you, but I was, that. I was ready for it. I was ready to write the next last of the Mohicans. And we're just, it was going <laughs> to just be a hard rock hotel commercial for goodness sake. It's going to be freaking Daniel day Lewis and last of the Mohicans running into the <laughs> casino. Yeah. It would have been a heck of a reprisal. Anyways. Um, so I did that. And funny story, I actually might get into that later, but, um, okay. That job opportunity fell through. I ended up writing a script. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell that story right now. Do it. So I'll I'll jump in after. I was spending months of applications left and right, just applications. Uh, my dad gave me until February. It was one of those where, all right, you know, obviously I was already paying for my own stuff. I was working at, I think I was working at Jimmy John's. 
Oh, really? I, you know, I've never asked what you did before uh, I met you at the job that you're about to paint out in a minute. <laughs> I, was, I was working at Jimmy John's. Worst job I've ever had in my entire life. Worst. I had this angry, angry Frenchman as a boss. Angry. Angry. I mean, I'm a talkative guy. And, you know, I, I chat on the line. I was chatting with people, you know, left and right. I uh, met a few characters there. Maybe we'll get into them another day. One of them, okay. uh, I'm, I'm going to give him a fake name because he has an elaborate um, criminal history. But okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I might make a movie about it one day. It's pretty good. Anyways, oh, then maybe you shouldn't tell that story. Yeah, maybe not. Anyways, um, I worked at Jimmy John's. My friend, one of my best friends, Alberto, uh, was the manager at Jimmy John's. I needed a job and I just needed some part-time cash. I was... Uh, I was in a relationship and I couldn't pay for Jack squat. And I was like, I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to get, make some money around here. And so I was working at the Jimmy John's before the relationship. But, um, anyways, I got into that. Um, the Frenchman eventually fired me. No, I quit. It was like a mixture. It was like a quit firing. Mm-hmm. And because it, at that time when I was working at Jimmy John's, I was applying to places and, um, I, one of the places, uh, none of the places came through, but, um, I was at an event for my sister's job. She works at a, or she worked at, actually, no, she works there now again. Uh, she worked at, works at a place called Taylor's closet, which helps, um, girls in South Florida who've had difficult upbringings. And, um, I was at an event helping her out and just pretty much partaking. And she introduced me to the audiovisual live production crew there, a company by the name of Zebedee in south florida and um, shout out good and good people honestly uh who own it anyways in the av world as i found out quickly there are always hirings happening for audiovisual contractors <laughs> <laughs> and so yep. off the bat i had a job with them making what was good money for me at that point which is like 15 an hour i think it was like 15 an hour and i was like this is great this is much better than Jimmy John's <laughs> and I'm doing like 12 hour days in different places. And one of the jobs, the main, one of the m- most consistent jobs was working at this church called faith church, huge church from Missouri, um, pastored by the cranks and, uh, the crank That sounds such like a fake Christian pastor. Name. Anyways, <laughs> it, does, it does sound like a fake name. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's not, I swear. It's not. They're a massive church and they opened a branch in West Palm Beach. And so I would drive to West Palm Beach every Thursday from what was this at 1 p.m. to like, like 9 p.m.? Uh, no, it, well, when we, I mean, when I first met you, it was at like 4 p.m. So it was like 4 in the afternoon and then it went, I think, man, we, got we didn't earlier. get out of it till like 11. But we got there earlier than 4. Yeah, we got yeah we got there early in four. So I, I could have like swore one I or two. It was like a build at like one or two, and then we were there till nine much, most of the time, right? I think nine, man. That we we were there till like eleven o'clock a lot of the time. Eleven o'clock, jeez. I think Any, so. It was late, man. AV AV days are long. If I yes. mean, depending what. If, sometimes you get a cookie. Sometimes you get a cookie cutter thing. every now and then, but but most of the time it is like a long load in. Then you're kind of chilling in the middle during the event, and then after that, it's um, it's just long, man. It's just you're there for 12, 13 hours, and so you know that's that's how it was. And so I met Zach there. He was a lighting tech. I was a newbie, honestly. I would just leech onto anybody I could find and <laughs> learn learn cables. I'm just I was not a technical guy. 
at that point, um, my extent of production world was writing scripts and directing short films and short comedy sketches up until then. And, um, that was my domain producing, directing, writing. It still is. But, um, anyways, I learned the AV world. It was a job that served me well for six, seven months. So I met Zach. He was the lighting guy. Probably he's 19 years old at that point. And, yeah, I think uh, so. He was pretty good at what he did. I'd say more than pretty good. And, um, thank you. And, um, hey, he was okay, honestly. It's just because we're doing the podcast. Yeah, was, but. Every now and then he's, he's, he sucked a bit. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so we worked at we worked at. And I'm kind of rambling on on this on this a little bit, but that's how we met. And so, yeah. what? Fast forward a year, no, two years. I got a gig to do training videos for a company in New York. Uh, flew to New York, filmed it, and we needed the videos edited. And so, um, I contacted Zach. I don't remember which conversation we had, but. He mentioned the fact that he edits and he does yeah, all of the, all of we, we met up at a coffee shop, I think, and we ended up talking about blockchain and cryptocurrency. And then <laughs> somehow we kind of morphed into this conversation about, so what, what do you actually nah. do? And then you found out there's more no, than just that. Man, but I knew that you did it beforehand. I knew it because you came to mind because I literally called you. And then I met up and explained to you the project. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. And and then you're like, yeah, for sure. And then you hopped in and we finished the project, which led to another project and pretty much led to like, you know, the partnership that we have and, and the exactly. stuff that we do. And so that's how it started, really. Um, and now here we are um, just constantly trying to get better and and work towards each of our individual visions that we have for, you know, our professional lives and the legacy, yeah. the legacies that we want <laughs> to leave. So. so let me, uh, let me jump back in time a little bit. I'm a little fuzzy on some of the dates, but, uh, I'll kind of explain how I got started and ended up getting to Zebedee as well. Uh, I mean, I've always, I've always liked music. So that was one thing that I've, I had always been into, but, uh, at a local church around here, I got, you know, tied into that and started picking up live production work. I mean, I was learning there as I was handling it all. So I was doing a lot of lighting technician work and then that kind of morphed into taking on sound engineering and and that again turned into more of being like a, a live production manager. So that that's what I was doing there for I man, I wanna say I was there for about four years. Um and towards the end of that the the guy that initially started teaching me, uh, his name's Steve. He was working at another church and kind of needed some extra help. So he brought me over there and I was working there with them for a little bit, just, you know, on the side. And, uh, I think, I think about a year, a year and a half went by and he actually somehow, I don't know how, oh, you know, they had an install at their church uh, and Zebedee was the one who did the install. And so he, he hooked me up with that uh, mentioned Zebedee. I ended up going to one of the meetings that Zebedee had with another company. They were showing them all this new equipment with projectors, which was pretty neat. You can actually like mask projections onto shapes. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how I initially met them it was, it was kind of a random meeting to be in for the first time meeting them. But 
that that turned into a working relationship there. And I think the first uh, gigs that I actually worked with them was up at Faith Church, and that's that's where I met you. Uh, and I stayed there for for a few years, and then ended up leaving. The scheduling wasn't working out great uh, after a few years, and then you know I, I just picked up doing everything else on the side. And, and throughout that time, I've always played around with video editing and uh, audio, not just in the live production setting. So I, I've worked with that while I was volunteering at churches and then throughout all the time afterwards. So that's, and then, and then, uh, yeah, now I've, I've got a, a job over at a software engineering company where I'm the design director and uh, rocking that while I, while I do everything else on the side. Actually, so that, yeah, that's yeah, kind of that's kind of my story you, there. When you mentioned Steve, it brought me back to <laughs> <laughs> it brought me back to. All right, so Steve had this crew together for this Star Wars short film. Oh man! And I mean, they went all out. These are Star Wars nerds. When I talk about, and I'm a nerd, I consider myself a nerd. Uh, I feel like if you, nerd is a negative term, but I take it as a it positive is term. not. I, it's a positive man. It's I mean, look, at, look at the people who run who it's are run the world right now. <laughs> it's positive now. Well, nerds have always. Eh, I'm not going to go no, there. Nerds have not always run the world, but I will no. say nerds are more positive term now. But they are. They were Star Wars nerds. They, so, they were nerds. I was a nerd too, but uh, but you know we're we're all there, and uh, they. I mean, they built an elaborate set. It was impressive. Some of the things that they were doing with for this Star Honestly, Wars. Honestly, I was I was very surprised when I saw that set. And uh, they, I mean, they built a cockpit for the Millennium Falcon or I don't know what ship they were building, but this thing looked legit. To this day, I should probably go and dig up that guy's number who built that thing. But um, I wrote the script for that Star Wars thing. I wrote that script and I like I rewrote their script for them. Yes. And I think they used elements of my script at the end of it because I dipped on that project like a yeah. quarter a quarter of once I wrote the script, I was like, I want nothing to do with these meetings anymore. And I <laughs> so I wrote the script and left, but I believe that they used a good portion of that script. I think I think they did. I think what you wrote was much better than the initial Oh yeah. Yeah. And much I, better. <laughs> but man, I kinda wanna rewatch it. Maybe we'll post the link to that Star Wars. <laughs> we 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 i mean we could it, it was kind of funny that actually uh i mean it was it was just a little short film project kind of like a little trailer it didn't yeah. you know and that's that's all it really ended up getting cut down to i mean they're just it got cut down so much in the end it was really just a trailer for you know potential future i don't know star wars shows that they wanted to do as short films um but in the process of doing oh. that, the one thing that was really cool about that, uh, and the thing I enjoyed about it was, we actually got uh, picked up, and well, I don't, I don't want to say picked oh, up. Oh yeah, the film festival. But, well, there was a film festival, but aside from that, there's actually a TV show on the the BBC network that what? came over. Yeah, bro, the BBC like we had, we were on the BBC network, like. Literally, like we were on a TV show about like Star Wars nerds, man. I'm not even kidding. I am outraged right now. What the heck? Did I not tell you that before? You did, and now I'm remembering that you told me. But yeah, it was crazy. Portions of my script were used. I have been, I have been. Oh, this is what they talk about this industry. 
<laughs> yeah. The thing was honestly, it was a it was a fan. It was a fan fest yeah, fan for fan. Star Wars. And so it was just yeah. kind of like, yo, know, if you're a fan of Star Wars, just make a little short film. And so these guys, mm-hmm. Steve and Matt, were mm-hmm. just the leaders of the production. And they brought, you know, it was just like a ragtag crew of people who all did a separate thing. And we all came together and did it. And everybody played their small role. Like I said, I, I did some of the writing. They rewrote some of it. I don't remember the film off the top of my yeah, head. I just remember one ago. random green chick who looked like Gamora before Gamora. No, she was purple. Uh, Purple, purple, my bad. Purple, yeah. And um, it's just my, yeah, Zoe Zaldana popped them up in my head for some reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, some of the things they did were surprising and other things were cheesy because it's, I mean, you're making a Star Wars, Star Wars short film for no money. So it's like, you know, there's only so far you can go on the, yeah. on the quality of a live action Star Wars film and, <laughs> you know, it, of the most indie of indies. Oh yeah, uh, but now I gotta see this BBC thing, especially uh, since I have to see if I can take that up, man. It can was, I, put, I mean, can I put this on my neat. resume? Can I say I've been featured on a BBC television show? I is mean, it, is it, why is it not? a stretch? I mean, that, is it a stretch? It, it's a little bit of a stretch, but I mean, with this kind of you know joint partnership we got here, I mean, you could you could technically say that. Okay, you you did do some work for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to see if I can dig that out. Though. That was, that was so, oh, man, I was young when we did that. Before I, t- before I, you know, before I completely file a, a lawsuit against Steve and Matt, um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need to see the, I need to see the short film again, because maybe they use none of what I did, but I'm pretty positive. I had a twist at the end. was, that was pretty great. I just remember that. Um, anyways, I digress further. Um, after, you know, it's interesting on the topic of finding a job and this podcast is really turning into just a, uh, a talking, which is, this is what it's supposed to be about. Let me, let me stop here and say, we're supposed to get into this, you know, kind of mode where we're just laid back and 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 actually having a conversation. Yeah. And, and, and the midnight, it's really, the midnight exchange is supposed to be that you know, that feeling you get when you are having a conversation with a friend and it's going from one random thing to another random thing. And there's some loose structure in the conversation that somehow comes together. And so hopefully you take some tidbits and yeah. some things that encourage you or not even encourage, but maybe something you can take some wisdom from or anything, or maybe you can like think or, or, or not even or not, just, or maybe, just or maybe enjoy just the enjoy conversation, it, enjoy mm-hmm. it and be entertained by it. And just, you know, love that about it. And so yeah. uh, I'm going to go back to that time when I was looking for a job where nothing was coming up. And I had a interview with the Seminole tribe of South Florida. Okay. I had a connection there. I had a connection from my church there. And um, from my church, was it? I think it was a friend. Of, no, it was a friend. It was not anybody from there. No, I don't know what it was, but I had connections left and right for this place for some reason. And um, I go in there for a, interview about screenwriting and I get in there, I do the job, I do the interview and you know how interviews go. It's a group of people in a room asking you questions about, uh, especially for an entry position. I mean, God, I mean, the pressure, not even the pressure, the expectations that these companies have on entry level positions. And I feel like we're moving away from this a little bit. Okay. It's stupid, man. It is stupid. I mean, and, entry level writing position with the requirements of having 10 
10 or five to 10 years of writing experience. That's absurd. That's insane. I mean, first of all, how is, how is it an entry level job like senior level? If you need five to 10 years of experience, I mean, what the heck? It, anyways. So the interview goes, okay. They liked me. They liked my personality. They, you know, I don't know. I don't remember the interview very well, but at the end of the day, they asked me, well, have you, have you written anything? <laughs> and I, <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, of course I have scripts at home and I have some things. And I mean, I really had just a few things. I had comedy sketches. I had, I mean, I had things that I liked, you know, just, just fun stuff, you know, things that I would write in my spare time, whether it was poetry or whether it was a screenplay or whether it was whatever, whether it was a song. I mean, I just had writings all over the place, but as I'm, go I go home, I go home from the interview and I'm scouring my laptop. And the, the outdoors that day we had, you know, our whole driveway was blocked off. It was being worked on by, um, this construction company because that neighborhood was literally, uh, like a fascist regime. Like the HOA was literally a fascist regime. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> and so I go in there and I go into my laptop and I'm looking through all my work and I'm like, I hate it all. I hate it. This is none of this is good enough. None of it is good enough. And so I'm literally getting to like the, the last hour that, you know, I'm getting to the last hour or two here where I need to drive back there to give mm -hmm. them some work or to email them. I don't know why I drove back. Why did I drive back? I could have emailed it. It was, I wanted to be personal and give it to them. Anyways, I ended up, instead of submitting what I had, I ended up writing a 25, 30 page screenplay called the interview that I ended up, <laughs> ended up turning into a short film. And so the actual movie was about a guy who goes into a job interview, a young college kid goes into a job interview and tells people that he has a screenplay that he hasn't written yet. And so the pretty much the entire film is about me going to an interview and promising something that I didn't have and going home and pretty much trying to find inspiration until I wrote a screenplay about my day, which involved a ragged con artist named Juanito who was fixing my driveway. And, um, that was it. I wrote a screenplay pretty much about my day. It was inception. It was pretty much, I was literally thinking that while, yeah. as I'm hearing you say this, it, yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm, I'm getting a little bit of inception here. Yeah, it was, it was a, screenplay that came about and I literally used everything in that day as inspiration for finishing the screenplay from an argument with my, with my girlfriend to uh, a conversation with my sister, to the driveway being worked on to my dark sense of humor and um, turned it into a screenplay. And I went back and gave it to them and the luck of the Irish hit and the Seminole tribe decided that they were going to, change their chief i mean they they operate with a chieftain system so they changed their chief and the chief said hey we're cutting staff across the board and so mario didn't get the job as the seminal media production copywriter and my life has Darn. never been the same since but Darn, um scarred forever did you write that in one day though or, or did i you wrote just... that i wrote that in one i wrote that not in one day i wrote that in an hour two hours and an hour an hour an hour and a, hour and a half can't even think of writing like five pages in an hour it was, 20, I mean, 25, 30. you don't ever want to wait 
for inspiration because you never know when the heck it's going to hit you. But yeah. when it does hit you, get working. Um, cause you don't know when it's going to stop. You pretty much work until you've run out of the inspiration. But you know, what I've learned is discipline is way more important than inspiration than random inspiration. But if you can match and get that perfect combination of supreme discipline with max inspiration, that's where the whole quantity meets quality discussion comes to fruition where, okay, I've been doing this for so long. I've been doing it so consistently. And now the inspiration hits and here's my masterpiece. So um, the interview was not my masterpiece, but it was nonetheless an inspired moment. I have no masterpiece anyways, but um, I mean, even if I thought I did, I would change my mind the next day. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think it because you're constantly, if, if you're a critic of yourself, you're never going to think anything that you do is a perfect masterpiece. And in mm-hmm. film and writing stories, anything can be changed. Any little detail can be changed at all times. And you can always just kill yourself over one little detail. Over, as yeah, far small as like, details. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, I didn't get the job and I'm waiting for them and waiting for them and I uh, had experience at a film festival. And so I'm in the shower one day and I'm like, hmm, I'm not doing anything with my time. I've met some cool people recently who are into film. I used to work at the Miami Film Festival. I was in charge of the submissions for a little bit as an intern. And um, let me call up my friend Andres from the film festival, see if I can get a film in, if I film it in time. And so called him up. He said, if you get it in by December something, I forgot what the deadline was. But if you get it in by December something, I can, it can't come in here, but I can get it into a a couple other festivals or at least get them to look at it. And so I was like, okay. And so went to work, long story short, got the film done with a group of friends of mine. How much time did you have to get that done in? (sighs) Man, I I probably planned that film within a week Mm. or two. I, I think I had that thought like the week before and I literally planned it for Saturday, I had everything planned to a T. I mean, everything. I maybe it was a two week process because I had to cast an old man who I worked with before on a commercial. Okay, and so on a like a Bud, on a Budweiser submission that I did once. I, so I called up Alan and I said, "Alan, I need you to learn Spanish." And so <laughs> Alan's <laughs> Alan Alan Miles Heyman is his name, and Alan is this old Italian guy. And God bless his soul. I haven't spoken to him in a while. Um, anyways, Alan, uh, learn Spanish as best as he can. I meet with him for coffee. Um, he's asking me questions as an actor. He's just, this guy just loves acting <laughs> and uh, he's asking me questions and he's practicing his Spanish and he's like, say this word. And I say the word and he's like, all right, say it again. And uh, I help him out through the whole process. He says, yes, obviously this is all people working for free, by the way. I had to get everybody to agree to it to work for free. And um, they came to my house on a Saturday. We filmed. We started filming at probably 8 a.m. And I mean, it was before the sun was up. My friend Patrick came over and I can't even say I call him a friend. He's just a good guy, an acquaintance maybe. But that was the first time. The second time I ever saw him, the first time was on a music video. And he just agreed to the project. He just wanted to film anything. And so he came over with his camera. And, um, the guy was, he's dope. He's really good at what he does. Uh, check out his stuff. Patrick Ramdial. I don't even, he's not going to listen to this cause I don't know him that well, but he's really good <laughs> at what he does. Um, what to put a link or something in the description below. M- maybe, but all I know is he's, he's, he is dope. Anyways, he came over and, um, 
filmed it and man, it was such a concise shoot. We filmed that thing like in, I would be, it might've been eight hours, dude, eight hours. We filmed 25 pages. And so th this was the filming of the interview. Filming of the interview. Yeah. Okay. The whole thing. And you know that I have a link to that and it's, it's not that it's phenomenal because I'm obviously going to beat up my work to pulp until like I make something that I'm really, really happy with. Mm -hmm. But it was more about taking a time that I was really without anything positive going on. No, there was no momentum on a job. There was nothing. And so I took an opportunity to use experience I already had and made something where I was. And so a dream I had had forever to get a film into a film festival came to fruition. And I had it screened at Gasparilla Film Festival in February the next year. So that was a phenomenal experience and um i still didn't have a job in february believe it or not i didn't get a <laughs> job until damn july the next year so i was without a job Dang. for 11 months man i was i don't you don't want to know the things i did for money i'm just kidding i didn't do anything <laughs> unethical but yeah i'm gonna you know you just brought me back there when i was like where did i meet zach yeah, you know, it's funny though that that you bring up this uh, this uh the interview and, and your short film because when I first met you, I think one of the one of the first times we actually got into a conversation, we were talking about, you know, film and things other than live production and you actually showed me that short film. <laughs> that was that was it was I don't I don't know why I I remember that so well, but it, it's it's interesting to hear the whole story behind behind the short film. I, I kind of want to see it again. I mean, I know it would be extremely embarrassing <laughs> to look at something that old, but I don't know. It, it would be an interesting thing to just revisit. Yeah, man. I mean, it was just on a, on a whim. It, was, it just got back to that old philosophy of just write something that you can make, you know, don't write. Yeah. Don't plan to make something that you can't get done unless you had a budget of a, just a ridiculous level. I mean, write something that you can make for zero dollars, man. And, you know, that's really, I think, oh, the key when it comes to uh, writing, when it comes to writing something that you're trying to film is what do you have around you and how can you make a story that uses the things that you have accessible to you using the things that you know? Because I talk to people who want to write you know, sci-fi stuff. And I'm like, it's cool. Write your sci-fi thing, but don't think you're like going to wait to make that your first. Yeah, exactly. Into it. And I'm just speaking from my, into my philosophy because I, you know, I'm not there yet or anything like that, but it's just common sense. And it's like, as a, as a creator, you need to understand that. I, I mean, just think of the, the greats, the greats usually started with something small. Like I, Tarantino is the first one that comes to mind, Reservoir Dogs. But um, I mean, re simple. It's one location well, for the most part. Since we're since we're already on that, uh, we've already been talking about the Star Wars short film. Just look at George Lucas too. Let's go all the way back to what was it, American Graffiti? I actually haven't one seen of the American first ones. Graffiti. Believe it or not. I haven't seen it yet either, which is kind of surprising. We'll have to, you know, you know what we're gonna have to do? We're gonna have to watch that and have a podcast about it. Or we can have a live stream. Ooh, no, nah, we 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 get copyright strikes. You're talking about streaming a whole movie. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't think you get copyright strikes for that. 
Do you? I mean, I don't. We're I not mean, making, we're not making money off this thing. Well, we're not making money off. I don't know. I mean, if Man, it's a if, commentary, you could probably get away with it. I feel like nothing bad will come of it. I'm probably speaking super ignorantly. All I'm saying is, if I'm a filmmaker and I have a film, and some kids call ourselves kids, some kids are doing some podcasts and doing a live stream about it. That's good publicity to me. If they like it, if they don't like it, then. Yeah, but I mean, we're both coming from a different perspective. If we were to, you know, put, if if it was something that we created and we we're thinking about other people looking at it, yeah, I mean, I think both of us would appreciate the publicity and the fact that it it's interesting to other people. But I don't know. I always try and err on the safe side of things when it comes to uh, reviewing or commentating on other other people's content. All I'm saying is if I get in a room with George Lucas and he's like, I feel like I can explain. Like, hey, George, we're just live streaming your stuff, man. We're big fans. Then I'd be like, ah, oh, man, I remember what it was like to be you. Three billion dollars ago. <laughs> Three billion. We'll have to plan it out. We'll, we'll see. It'll either be a live stream or, or just a live recording mm-hmm. or, or just we'll record our, our comments afterwards. Uh just a, a quick question, more for me than anything else, out of curiosity. How long were you working at Zebedee before I ended up there and meeting you? Yeah, I think we started at the same time. I, I got really? there. I got there November of twenty <clears throat> November twenty fourteen. Dang man, that was a long time ago. Five years ago. <laughs> I know. That's a that's a while, man. <laughs> I mean, I just think, I'm, when, when I think of something recent, I think like two, maybe three years, but five years ago. Yeah, I, I, it had to have been around the same time then because I know I, I got on just a little bit before Christmas as well. I don't think we worked a faith church gig without each other there. No. You, you left a little bit before I did, though. I left in July of 2015. July of 2015. I started my job yeah, on started- July 4th, 2015. Yeah, yeah, and that that was out of, out of church. So you were working Sundays, and they moved to Sundays. Yes, yes. So yeah, that yeah. Another crazy story that I'll get into another day. But as far as this midnight exchange, what do you want people to expect? What do you want? I mean, what is the heart? Behind midnight exchange, you want to like explain some of that to people? <laughs> I mean, you want me to read uh, read the description on the site, or yeah. you want me to just kind of? Well, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, you could describe. No, don't don't read the description on the site. No, nah, I'll let them go read that themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, one of my goals with this for for anyone who's listening is, I mean, I, I kind of want them to feel like they're just in the room with us as as we talk and as we have conversations. Uh, that way they, they feel like they, or they can you can feel like you're a part of the conversation you're not just i don't know listening listening to everything the thing is <laughs> Terri- really, terrible explanation there but thing is really and here's my overall philosophy I, I did radio in college for a little bit sports radio um i love sports something about me uh specifically basketball basketball junkie basketball head anyways Go heat. Um, everybody, I mean, podcasts are popular now. We're not doing it because it's popular, but it's more of a 
Zach and I find that we have interesting conversations. Our, our conversations generally, we talk a lot about what we're working on and a lot of mm-hmm. projects that we have up and coming. So this has been really more just playing around and talking and getting used to the whole thing. We've done a couple of dry runs already testing stuff out. So this is already more refined at this point. But yeah, I feel like people, and I don't really care what they think, but uh, everybody will look at a podcast and be like, oh, there goes another person thinking that they'll have an interesting podcast. And yeah. I think it's just that. It's as simple as that. It's you. There are other people who think like you and who like the same things that you do out there. And so some people, this will just resonate with. It just like I listen to some podcasts and I'm like, I just like these people. Like, um, mm-hmm. I'll give one, for example, Bald Move. I mean, they were nothing a, a couple of years ago. And these guys pretty much just do TV reviews. But I like them. I just like these people. And so yeah. uh, I like their conversations and uh, I like the way they flow. And you're just going to always resonate with a group of people and you're going to have someone to say that's going to uh, register with somebody out there. And it may not be somebody listening to this right now. They may be like, oh, this is stupid as hell. But um, there is well, something. Well, we're going to listen to this in a year and we're going to think the same thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we won't. We'll always love this. Um, you know, we'll probably be super cynical about it. But um, yeah. I think people naturally raise a, raise an eyebrow to anybody who's trying something. Uh, it's kind of like people don't want you to step out of anything that they're not doing. It's like, oh, that person thinks that they can use their time and do something else. Yeah. Huh, how dare they think that they can be different or, oh, they're just joining a trend. It's kind of like the cynical side always tries to even the playing field against the person that you're looking at. And so like the comparison of it drives that negativity that's that's my take anyways that's a good point um this is meant to be ultimately just a platform to talk and talk about subjects that we like and you know it can literally be anything it could it could be something that happened to a movie you saw that you know, we just talk about a film that impacted us for an hour, if anything. I mean, it could be an interview with somebody that we find interesting. It could be a friend coming in and guest hosting or being interviewed or uh, a professional in a field coming in and we interviewing them and um, doing stuff like that. It could literally be anything. This is going to be free moving. It's going to be something that you can listen to in your car. It can be something as you're dozing off to sleep. But more than anything, we want you to just enjoy listening in on a conversation and seeing where it goes. And, yeah. uh, and I think we'll learn and figure out what works and what doesn't work. And yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, much, right, right now we care about, yeah, right now we don't really know what, I mean, we know we, what we want this to be, <clears throat> well, but we we'll figure out what it actually is. We don't know what works. We don't know exactly what this is. I can promise you none of them are going to be as bad as this one, but, uh, absolutely not. No, this is, you know, this has yeah. gone off the rails a few <laughs> times where I, I've gone on and on, but, um, nonetheless, it's, a, it's, it's okay. A, you're, you're talking is a little better than mine. You can tell you have more experience actually talking on a, on a radio compared to me. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see it that way. I just, I see it more as like, all right, maybe some, some of our friends or family members will listen to this and be like, Oh, that's interesting. Oh, cool. Oh, I didn't know so-and-so thought like this. Cause it really, you know, nowadays you don't really know how the person that you follow thinks you don't know about their opinions on things. You just know about them on a witty caption or. You you only see what they, what they yeah. want you to see. 
to kind of get back on track with that. As you said, it's going to be that conversation that anyone can listen into and just take things away from it. We don't want it to feel too formal. We want it to be laid back. And again, I don't think we're ever going to have a podcast that's quite this bad. So uh, I, I welcome welcome to the ride while we while we figure out how to how to improve. Yeah. But we don't really care about expectations. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I care more just about actually getting something and, and putting out some content right now. The quality, we're both very, we're, we're both perfectionists. So the quality will come over time. Right now, we're not focused on perfection here. We're focused on producing the content, having the conversations. And I, I do think over time, that quality will will definitely just come through everything was there ever, show, show through all the work was there ever a time where you had it mixed up where you thought quality was more important than quantity i mean technically look when They're, you do when you do measure matter. when you do measure at the end of the day like you know when we're dead um it's not gonna nobody's gonna care i guess people might care about quantity but if all quantity is crap then it's there's no ounce of quality in it and that's ridiculous too but you're going to be measured at the quality of your quantity i guess yeah they're both they're both very important i don't i don't think it's all one or all the other um there's a balance between them and that will constantly change over time and it changes between industries too i think i mean what works in one if quantity works in one it might not work in the other if, if you're talking about i I'm trying to be like, I don't know, uh, this is probably a bad example, but if I'm trying to be a cinematographer and, and I make a ton of crap, <laughs> just to be real, it's just not good content. Uh, that's not going to do as well as making fewer, what higher quality pieces of content. I agree. And you know, who also agrees with the whole uh, quality and quantity debate with us? Who? President Trump. See, it's a thing where he also agrees that it's fake news that everything that you put out needs to be a hundred percent of the top, top quality. Obviously it needs to reach a standard, but yeah, you know, when you create constantly, not everything is going to be the Mona Lisa. That's true. Some things have to be, you know, a sketch, a doodle, you know, whatever it is, but, and then eventually you get a Mona Lisa in it. At least that's my take on it. Nobody ever, every single thing that they do or produce comes no. out to be top quality. There's so much, but you, I think you, you learn more from quantity. So absolutely that, I mean, that that's kind of an interesting. Well, through quality, you know, through quantity, you learn how to make quality. I mean, it's, that's really, it's discipline, man. Quantity is discipline. That is the end of the day. It comes back to what I said earlier in this about writing and inspiration the quantity of writing helps you when you get the quality of inspiration so book it Qu caption that clip quality it. is clip the output it. of quantity clip it no <laughs> quality <laughs> damn it zach <laughs> god just rewind it and you'll hear it not gonna butcher it anyways um 
what do you think about subjects on a podcast? I've, what I've do you heard, mean by subjects? I've heard some like some podcasts have a specific subject. Like this subject, we're going to talk about something. You this see, sub- you know, this week we're going to talk about so and so. This week we brought an expert on so and so. You know. Oh, you, you mean like about? like a subject per podcast, or like an actual podcast that depends. is only ever about a specific subject? I guess it depends what the message of your podcast is. I have some friends who do a podcast, and um, they only do like I guess helpful topics. Some of them is like, "Have you ever been friend zoned?" Um, they're all girls, and so they do like these. I don't know. I guess self help. I guess their perspectives from their beliefs and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is cool. It's like, what's what their, what's what their identity of their podcast is. So it's cool that they know that. So I'm asking what's your take on subject podcast. Cause I do like, um, podcasts that have a overall structure, but I also like the ones that bounce from thing to thing. Oh, yeah. all right. Say what respond to that. And then I'm going to bring okay. up something that so- we spoke about before. All right. I, I mean, I think both of them have their place. The one thing that I do appreciate about podcasts that always have a topic is you always know what to expect going into it. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the biggest benefit to those. So it's, it's easier to, to kind of get a following, I, I think, because you kind of, I mean, if you're, if you have a niche topic, you're going to capture that audience. Like, but like pun, the like podcast, puns, like puns. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> so, uh, the other podcasts that just aren't, topical all the time that kind of do bounce around uh, between things. I mean, they, they have their own qualities to them. Um, I think if you're listening to a podcast like that, you, you need to just expect the unexpected and enjoy the, I mean, assuming it's a, uh, a podcast that doesn't have a topic and it's kind of just, you know, conversations between people. I mean, you can almost always learn something from a conversation from, from someone else. So if you, ex, if you, if you go into it with that expectation, I, I think it's good, but I, I don't know. It's, it's not the best comparison there. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I do like a structured, like you imagine, like what do you title this? I'll just title this episode one, but, um, an intro, but then, man, uh, we go, I went on some tangents. Uh, I'll speak for myself, <laughs> but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that because to me, that's what this is. That's it's, what this I mean, is it's, for. It's the conversation and we don't want to be too rigid. We, I mean, yeah. I, we're going to flow. We're going to start and go down a rabbit hole, but we'll come yeah. back. At the end of the day, it's about conversation. And at the end of the day, it's about what we like to do. And then if other people like it, then they'll like it. And so, and naturally it's going to go to look. I would like to do some subject oriented podcast, but then sometimes I might just want to riff for an hour and a half on, you know, just have a topic about the day or random things, not even topic of the day, literally just like, Hey, what's up, Zach? What's going on in your life? Oh, what's going on in your life? Mario? You know, just a random conversation for an hour and a half. Oh yeah. I went to yeah. this bar and so-and-so and it was dope and music was great. whatever it is, but I like those. But then also, also I would like to do things that are subject and content oriented. Like for example, when a really good show comes out, let's do episode reviews and we're going to talk about our reactions and instant reaction to Mindhunters season two. <laughs> David Fincher. I haven't even finished season one uh, yet. August 16th. August 16th, the day before my birthday. It's coming soon. You know, or Bonavere's new album coming out August 30th. Oh, I'm yeah. Hyped. 
I didn't even text you about that. Holy crap. Not you did. No, oh, man. You? So I, I just came back from a week vacation at the beach. And um, no, I did not text you about that. Um, and I'm looking on Spotify. Switch back to Spotify from Apple. I'm going to straight up trash Apple right now because they're, I'm sorry. The playlists on Spotify are way superior to this playlist on Apple. Just by far. You discover music that's more pertinent to your taste on Spotify than you do on Apple. I'm going to put my money on it. It's Apple needs to, they need to step it up. So, uh, all right. Do some vision casting for the future or anything that's, uh, coming yeah. up. You want to get into some stuff coming up and, uh, wrap this like, up. Yeah, absolutely. And like things coming up in our timeline or, or, uh, for the podcast, for personal ventures, probably mainly stuff that's collaborative efforts between us. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, um, you I really, mean, you got a, yeah. you just got a, a new con, well, not a new contact. You got word of somebody through one of your contacts today. I don't know if you want to well, talk no, about no, that. No, 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 no. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into that. Okay. My mama, mama said, don't, don't count, uh, don't count chickens to the hatch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bobby, as Bobby, it, Bo- Bobby Boucher once said, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. I mean, right now I'm, I'm kind of just trying to focus on, on working on the midnight exchange and, and get that off the ground before I, I focus on everything else. Uh, I mean, aside from that though, I just had a couple quotes go out for just web work. So I do actually, I think that's one thing I didn't mention uh, earlier in the podcast. I actually do a lot of web design and web development. Uh, more on the front end. I don't typically deal with applications, although that is something I'm I'm working on getting into. But no, I just, just put out a couple quotes for some some fairly large websites. That I mean, it would it'd be nice if I get them, and if I get them, I'll probably talk about them a little bit more. But I'm I'm kind of on the same boat as you are. I'm not going to discuss that too much until it happens. Uh, something else I'm excited about in a couple weeks. You're talking about going and actually shooting uh, like a passion project, which would be Double. very fun to edit. Double P, as I like to call it. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll get into that. So next week we're going to do another net episode. You know, you'll be able to catch it on Wednesday. Uh, we don't know what time we're going to launch on Wednesday. Just look out for it anytime on Wednesday. Oh, we're the midnight exchange, but we really want the takeaway of. The midnight exchange to be more about a vibe. It's a feeling. It's a um, it's a scenario. It's like the Corona commercial where that tells you to find your beach. Your beach could be in the middle of the city, but it's a matter of where you're cracking open that nice cold bottle of Corona. And so that's what the midnight exchange is. It could release at eight a.m. So don't kill us for it. Anyways, yeah. I want to um, get away from the concept of time when you think about midnight. Yeah, time is just a it's just a just a social construct put us put on and enforced <laughs> by the man, man. It's, there is no time, man. Anyways, um, we're going to record another episode, episode two on Sunday of next week. And that'll be more focused, more prepared. Like I said, I just came back, which I should have spoken about this. morning. I just got back from vacation and maybe I will get into that a little bit. And I also had my niece's first birthday 
today, which is on the anniversary of a night that I could have died. Um, man, maybe I should give that story and then we log off. Yeah, gonna, tell, I'll, me, tell I'll, me about that one. I'll end it with that, but now let me keep on going and then I'll end the podcast with that story. This is for the this is for the people who are are still listening. I think we're actually about an hour. We're over an hour in right now, so that's not bad. Not bad. I would it's like not, this thing to be not. about an hour and twenty five minutes every week. Yeah, uh, if it's an hour, phenomenal. Uh, anyways, we're gonna do an episode every week as long as we can handle that and balance other things. We have a project coming up for a composer friend of mine named Giano. You can look up his music, and if you want more information, let me know. Uh, every time you ask me, I'm going to charge him $5. So please ask me a lot. Uh, he's a composer and we're going to film a short film for a up and coming composition. He has coming out and I wrote, I rewrote his idea for the script. So I reworked the script and working with uh, another talented friend of mine named Rico Cruz, who's a cinematographer, director, writer, and, um, He's going to be DP on that, which means director of photography for those of you who are not savvy with production terms. And so we're going to be filming that if all things go well on August 7th and you'll be able to see it. We'll be talking about it. I can tell you about the production process, how we've planned for it, the meetings that went into place. If you're interested into that kind of things, uh, I, I'm thinking of bringing in my friend Andres or John to come in and do some behind the scene photos so we can get some trippy photos. Andres is really dope at that. He's a really psychedelic centric dude. And so, um, <laughs> it'd be cool to get him on set to take some, um, behind the scenes stuff. And, um, yeah, that's coming up August 7th. Have a couple other ventures on the side. Also, uh, Zach and I are always at work trying to build a network in South Florida of production yeah. specialists, creatives, people who are just into art and in creating things like we are. And it's a network that we're trying to build at mbxzrn.com. Mm -hmm. just our initials with an x in the middle and yes. um, so if, if you're a creator just uh go ahead and sign up there yeah you can sign up there put your profession what you do maybe a reel if you want to include it and if we ever have gigs that'll fit you they're paid gigs sometimes maybe they'll be passion projects but uh, most of the time it'll be probably paid if we can help it but you know the passion projects always lead to something you never know and so we always work intentionally this ain't about working unintentionally it's always work intentional so that's what we have there. And so now, now that I've told you that, and I think I've covered everything, you're going to have links to all of our information if you give a crap about it in the subject matter here. And I'm going to end with a story. So today is no longer July 28th, it's July 29th. But last year, July 27th, 11 p.m. It might have been, yeah, it was 11 p.m. My sister's in labor. First kid. Um, she's in labor. Long, arduous labor. Like, I mean, I don't know what time she went in, but the labor was more than a day. Dang. Um, just, it just, and I don't know too much about the lingo of labor terms. So for you nurses out there, please instruct me. I am open. Um, but she was in labor for a long time. And it was to the point where it was 11 PM and me and my dad, it was just no point. We were there. We were outside. Uh, when a woman's giving labor, the last thing she wants is a ton of people in the room. And so we were like, we're going to go home and get a, catch a cat nap and come back. 
So I was driving a, my car actually didn't matter at the time. My dad's <laughs> truck was a 90, no, the 2000 Chevy Silverado. I mean, this thing, I don't know, had how many miles on it. I was driving a 99 white Accord. Told my dad, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to lead the way home. Uh, not that anybody needs to lead, but we're heading in the same direction. So I led the way home and I'm crossing a light down here. It's 172nd and Pembroke road. And he cuts in front of me as I'm on the phone, you know, as the dad does, you know, mm -hmm. the, the complex, you know, the, the competition kicks in. My dad cuts in front of me at the, at the intersection. I'm like, okay, cool. I've driven 172nd my entire life. I grew up on that freaking road. Okay. Uh, literally most of my life, I lived in a house that was a minute from that road. I know that road, like the back of my hand, every single curve angle of that road. I know. <laughs> and so I'm following my dad. I don't really, I wasn't even, I was looking at the road. He was a good, I would say more than six car lengths in front of me. And I go to look at my phone, not to text, literally to click play on a Joe Rogan podcast, <laughs> on a Joe Rogan podcast of anything, just so I could listen to it on the way home. And little did I know, muscle memory would fail me about a few seconds later, because what I didn't know was earlier in that day, my dad was on the highway heading home after the news of my sister going into labor. And he was behind a truck with the open top that has the mud rocks on them, like all the mud, stuff like that. And like I noted, my dad's truck was at least 18 years old at that point. And the windshield wipers didn't work very well. So what happened was in the haze of the 11 p.m. humidity, my dad went to wipe the mud off of his windshield. But instead of wiping it off, what the windshield did was spread it across his entire windshield. And so now his windshield's covered in mud. I don't know this young muck. Young Buck Mario is behind <laughs> by six car lengths clicking play on a Joe Rogan podcast. And so I looked down for a split second. What I didn't know was that in the, what must have been the exact split second that I looked down, when I tell you it was a second, I have no reason to lie here. He must have literally pulled over to the side of the road at that point. And when I say he pulled over, he literally pulled over halfway. And so I know the road so well that I'm perfectly staying in the, in the lanes and so much so that if you go to my Instagram story right now, you'll see my car wrecked and you'll notice that it's the top, the, the front right portion, which means that I was perfectly in the center of the road and that I hit his back left bumper. And so anyways, I look up and as I look up, my, not my life flashes before my eyes and I saw my childhood <laughs> and I came out of my mother's room. No, that didn't happen. But. <laughs> I did see a bumper in front of me from about five feet and I'm going 60 miles an hour with no seatbelt on and smack the most violent explosion. I was so confused. It was the most, I'm getting a little bit of, uh, you know, a little stressed thinking about it just because <laughs> of how explosive that impact. If you've ever been in a really bad car accident, I've never been in one Yeah, um, and it just explodes and you don't know what the hell just happened. And I didn't know what the hell happened because I've been on this road a bunch of times in my life, like I said, thousands of times, and I've never seen anybody stop there because there's no light on the road until you get to Pines Boulevard, which was at least a quarter mile away. And so I look up 
and my car is wrecked. The airbag goes off. I, you know, the windshield, uh, I had literally but two seconds maybe to grip onto my steering wheel to brace myself for the impact. And so pretty much everything just explodes in my car. The, the rear view mirror pops off. I mean, I, it was crazy. Um, and I'm just confused and I look up and all I see is this giant moon, this just giant moon looking down. And I realize I get out of the car. It's my dad's truck that I hit. And I'm like, Oh my God, I just killed my dad. Like, what the, what did I just do? And at that point, my, the most irrational, maybe rational thing was I needed to make sure that my legs worked for some reason. <laughs> and uh, you're not paralyzed. Yeah. And so I was like, it was more about, I need to get up and walk around and like will myself to, and it's not about willing yourself, but it's a matter of like getting into that position and not staying there. Mm -hmm. And I busted open the door cause it was like jacked up. I got the door open. Um, and we just walked around and I was just kind of, my adrenaline must've been at a level I've never experienced before in my life. My dad gets out of the car. So I'm like, cool. I didn't kill my dad. Great. Um, he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, of course. I guess it runs in the family. And um, the adrenaline starts to fade off. I'm kind of like breathing. I'm like, you know, going crazy. And I feel this warmth <laughs> on the top of my head. And all of a sudden, as I'm calming down, I feel blood dripping down the back of my skull, down my neck and my shirt. And I'm like, oh, that's when I start to like get, you know, nervous again. I'm like, oh, Panic yeah, because I got glass all up in my head. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't glass that was in my head. It was glass cut open. I still don't know what cut open my head. It must have been the windshield, the uh, either glass from the windshield or my rear view mirror popping off and slamming into my head. I don't know. Mm. Um, I was just crazy, a crazy experience I never want to have happen again. And um, anyways, I totaled my dad's car, totaled <laughs> my car and in what I call now a post uh, accident, a violent blessing. I had been putting off upgrading my car and he had been putting <laughs> off his truck upgrade for uh, a long time. So anyways, uh, ambulance came long story short. I avoided going to the hospital. My sister was at, which was down the road and I went to the, the main center. So while my sister's in labor, I am being carted off for the first time <laughs> in my life in an ambulance to the hospital on the day that she's giving birth. And so that's why today as my niece's birthday of one year passes, I also run into a one year that I'm not dead. And, uh, thankfully so. Thank you, Jesus. And, um, yeah, it was interesting. And now it's funny to make jokes about in the past tense, but I mean, I was really pissed at myself, uh, for a little bit there for like two days. And, uh, my dad is the best about it. My dad's the best. So, uh, he was always like, yo, get over it. <laughs> that, was, that was the greatest. I get out of the car and I'm like, it was saying over and over again, like, why did you stop? That's my first reaction. I'm like, not how are you okay? I'm like, why, <laughs> why did you stop? I'm literally saying that to him. And he looks at me and he's like, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm bleeding out of my scalp. He, look, he takes a good look at me because he thought I was dead. He first, he didn't know what hit him. And so, um, the cops confused. He's like, wait, that was your son. And so everyone's confused when they hear this story. They're like, you hit your dad. And I'm like, yeah, I hit my dad. And so, uh, <laughs> but now today I am driving a 20 year upgraded 
Honda Accord <laughs> with uh, it's white and it's got tints like the old one, but it's much nicer. And my dad is driving a 2018 Chevy Silverado, beautiful truck. And one day we're looking down on the balcony and we're both, he's admiring his truck and he says, man, I really love my truck. <laughs> and I look at my dad, I pat him on the back and I say, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. And I looked like the Phantom of the Opera. I looked hideous. I looked like the elephant man after that accident. My nose yeah, was you just showed me a photo of it. Oh God, it was atrocious. I don't even want to show it because my shirt's off in it. And I don't want to show like my, you know, my hideous face and aftermath. Uh, after I that wouldn't want to show that either. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't post it on TMZ. And um <laughs> but yeah, man, I remember I got home <laughs> and I'm walking through the shadows because I don't want my grandma to realize that I've just been in a terrible accident. Mm -hmm. And uh she comes out, she speaks Spanish and she's like, Oh yeah, you just got home. And I'm like, Vete pa tu cuarto, I'm like, get in your room, old lady. <laughs> 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 get back, get back to bed. Cause I'm like avoiding, I'm like turning my face in the shadows. I'm like literally like the Phantom of the Opera. I've never even seen that movie, but I know he's, you know, always trying to hide isn't, his face. Isn't it like a play though? It is. Yeah. My, my friend did a game. Her quinceanera was the Phantom of the Opera play. It's like the most elaborate production I've ever seen in my life. Hopefully she listens to this. That was the most absurd quince experience I've ever had. It was incredible, but uh, I'm not going to go into that further, but yeah, I wanted to end this podcast on a story. And um encourage you to listen next week and grow with us. I think it's always cool when you're on the ground floor with a team of people and just, you know, friends like Zach and me that you can see Absolutely. this thing growing. You know, you never know what this thing turns into a, a year from now, two years from now. And so you can say that you listened to episode one when it wasn't nothing. It wasn't yeah. nothing. So it's just uh, getting started. Just yeah. getting started. Yeah, that should be the name of it. Just getting started. That'll be the name of the episode. Just, yeah, I like that. I like it. Just getting started. But J-U-S, just getting started. Yeah. J-U-S. Yeah, apostrophe. Yeah. Getting started. I'm going to write that down. I actually have the spreadsheet up. I had a short film idea, by the way, um, on the way over here from my sister's house uh, okay. that I'm going to have to write out. And so, yeah, I'll tell you more about that offline. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. We can go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, do you want to throw out a uh, email address and, you know, let anyone know they can shoot an email if they want to, if they've listened this far in? No, but you can, because I don't remember what the email address was. Okay. That is fine. Uh, <laughs> so if you, <laughs> if you want to send us any content, uh, well, first of all, make sure you go ahead and, and follow us over on Twitter, Instagram. And I mean, you can follow us on Facebook, but let's be real. Facebook, uh, it's, it's kind of, kind of dead. No, but that's, that's a topic for another day. Anyways, uh, on Twitter, it's T H E M E podcast. So it's, it's the theme podcast. You know, we could not get the midnight exchange in there. It's too long. Uh, Instagram, it's the midnight exchange and Facebook is the midnight exchange as well. And if you want to send us an email, uh, maybe, you know, if you have any comments or anything you want to say uh, anything nice, if it's not nice, I'm not going to read it. Uh, you can go ahead and send an email to podcast at the midnight exchange.com. I think that's the alias that we have up right now. And it sounds, it spells like the way it sounds. 
Yeah, exactly. No, we'll, 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 we'll have everything in the show notes. Too. Okay, sounds so good. That's fine. Alrighty. Well, I'll catch you guys next week. All right. See you next week.